this poem is called Bien Tomados de la Mano, which it says as Holding Hands Firmly by Douglas Wright. Que lindo que es caminar, bien tomados de la mano, por el barrio, por la plaza, que sé yo, por todos lados. Que lindo es mirar los albores, bien tomados de la mano, desde el banco de la plaza en el que estamos sentados. Que lindo es mirar el cielo, bien tomados de la mano, en nuestros ojos volando, de pájaros reflejado que lindo es caminar bien tomados de la mano que lindo andar por la vida de la mano bien tomados that's it i was to say is that where i clap no 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 you oh, okay. snap at this point Just snap. snap yeah poetry snaps okay yes. definitely i will say you did good Definitely, oh. I used to, sounded good. Definitely sound like you belong on Telemundo, though. You For definitely real. sounded like an intro to a novella. <laughs> like, I think you could do a novella voiceover and be, like, excellent for it. Nobody will know the difference. For real. It's your boy, the Mark Rob, aka Sean Mad Love, aka Gordon Darks, aka the Deep State Operative. This week's soapbox is a bit different from the rest. Typically, Lamarick will interview folks in a specific field to discuss a specific topic, but this week's episode is a bit more of a free flowing conversation between dope ass people. We have Teneri and Janice from the In Good Company podcast. That she'd be making a reappearance this winter. And we have Lamb's lovely wife, Tahira, on for the ride. They run the gamut of human emotions. They discuss marriage, legacy, spirituality, compatibility, childbirth, and everything in between. Enjoy the ride. My wife keeps telling me that I should sign up to do these voiceover things and do voice casting. Um, and it's not for like my normal serious voice. It's for the kid shit that I do with my kids. Because, you know, being a parent, I get to have fun. Right. Well, I mean, I always think happy wife, happy life. You know, us wives, we're always on to something. So I think you should listen to her. Mm. You might might make some good money and, you know, half of it is hers. I'm just saying. You know what? In the way we have it, 90% of it is hers. (laughs) Can't, Can't argue that either. Only because I've learned that I'm terrible with my own money. And uh, I was as great as I am in math, resisting the urge to spend is not my best suit. Got it. And I think that's for most people, though. But it's good that you're aware of it and you're being responsible. So kudos to you. So, Tenaria. Yes. How are the babies? They're good. They're good. Literally, when you text me, I had just put the little ones on, and I was like, "Oh no, I forgot!" Like today, I just went like on a cleaning rampage, and like oh. I'm a Scorpio. So one thing about most Scorpios that I know, I couldn't say that everyone's like this, but 
whenever you're going through like a moment of just kind of like trying to figure things out or you just mm-hmm. feel like you're all over the place, the best way for me to feel grounded is to reorganize and like move furniture around, like really like altering my space. So literally today that was all I was doing. So so is forget. that organizing or are you just resorting things in your life? Well, no, I do. I always throw away a bunch of stuff. Like I'm definitely <laughs> fun fact about me is I like to watch hoarders to like get me motivated <laughs> to clean. And don't judge me. Cause I know it's a mental condition. I know it's real out there, but like mm-hmm. every time I see that, I'm like, okay, no, I absolutely cannot have a bunch of stuff in my house. So every time I clean, it's like a massive, like maybe like a whole garbage bag of just, I don't know, old things that I don't need, papers that I don't need, but man. So I I when I was with my when I was at my parents' house, I didn't really have a lot of stuff. Even clothes I didn't really have much of until I actually started working for the Gap and I kind of call it my hoe phase because <laughs> I was in I was in decently fitted pants and I had button-down shirts that were half unbuttoned all the time. And okay. I was doing the double polo thing at the time with everyone else. He was out there for a mission, I see. Yeah, I was out there flossing. <laughs> there was so no funny. mission because I was still with Tahira, but I looked. I looked, you looked the, part. the part. You looked the part. Yeah. That's all that counts. And it if she really enjoyed did. it, that's even better. I don't think she enjoyed it. She, <laughs> she yeah, just seen me looking like a Gap model. I was about to say, looking like you just took the whole outfit from the mannequin. I fucking did. <laughs> and you're proud of it. I had no qualms with it. <laughs> Listen, that is so funny. The other guys in my family, they basically got thousands of dollars of clothes when I was just done with it. And nobody complained we're talking about like you know gap their button down premium shirts are like 60 70 dollars and they're getting it for free yeah, and it's no. fitting them just right my father was taking <laughs> advantage he was like when are you gonna get a new shirt mike and i'm like i get new shirts every week he was like no i mean when are you going to get one for me I was like, all right. I got you. What shirt do you want? I was like, let me get this purple one. It's like, I just bought this one. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't even worn it yet. I haven't even creased this yet. I just steamed it. Oh, yeah. And I was also steaming my shirts in my room all the time. But anyway, oh, shit. I have no idea what he did, but it's all right. He unplugged it and dang, plugged dang. it back in. No, he didn't unplug it. He had to go to like the setting where the, the mic was and like yeah. do it that way. Yeah. Ah. He did it. He you did, did it. Push. Jonathan did it. You made Jonathan, so you in turn did it. <laughs> well, no, that's Jomar. Jonathan. No, no. Yeah, I would say Jomar is definitely <laughs> the yeah. son. Jonathan's the brother. He's oh mad because he was playing. He was like, really? I'm like, get out. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they're there for. Wait, how old is Jonathan? 18. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's almost in his whole phase. Mm. Not far from it. Mm. Far from it. 
we say this, but just wait. Once the hair stays super conditioned and uh, you start seeing the buttons in the shirt start popping, mm-hmm. welcome to Hofe's. All right. By Mike's definition. <laughs> Mike Mike's Hofe's. Oh, my God. I know. <laughs> but also... But also that phase came off of my black sheep phase where I was, I was goth or as goth as a lot of black teens would go. Mm-hmm. So I had the super baggy jeans or actually, no, I couldn't do super baggy jeans because my parents would whip my ass, but I did have a pair of Jinko jeans. I had the spike chains. I had the black fingernails. I oh, had Lord. the what? I cannot picture. Like, we see the picture. I had the choker. I, I had. No, no. <laughs> I need yeah. to see a picture. Stayed with I you, Mike. I, I don't. You got a keeper there, cause um, you lost me. It's you said black it's fingernails. No. Listen, we we all had a point in time where we were very different. I'm yeah, much better now. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you you have you you are better. I'm I better will now. definitely test to that. But you really lost me with the black fingernails. Yo, that wasn't so bad. I think the choker was worse. Choker too. Yes, you're right. <laughs> yeah. I agree with Johnny. So we need to see pictures. So I need like. It's funny. I'm looking for. I'm about to say because I know your wife got them stashed somewhere because I know she she's gonna might. use those against you one day. She either has it or my sister has it. Oh, yeah. No, if your sister has it, oh, yeah, that's going to have to be a whole day. Oh, man, of her. Denise, you haven't met met his sister, but his sister is him as a female. Yeah. Like, I'm talking about humor and, like, every, like, they are the, I feel like the same person. Of course, they must be different, but, like, Personality wise, exact mm-hmm. same, just male and female. Wow. Yeah. He's super cool. Super cool. We were raised by my father, really. So <laughs> we're both condescending asshats. <laughs> <laughs> you guys got good traits in there, Mike. Don't downplay yourself. I Sorry. think we do. I've been told <laughs> that we have some nice parts to us. Nice parts. But there is a whole thing where. The family understands that the family is rude and rough. Mm. And we just have to accept it. How about to say, I don't know. I don't really get rude vibes from Mike oh. ever, but. Well, no, I think you, you're a nice you're right. guy. Not rude, but we can be very abrasive. If you actually, you met me. Imagine your first, you remember your first day with me where I was just. I don't talk like somebody you first meet. You don't, but it wasn't something like I know it, it wasn't like uh oh wow, look like look at this guy. It mm-hmm. wasn't one of those moments. It was just kind of like, oh no, he's cool. Like you're different. Like I just felt you're right. It's not like a normal first impression type of conversation I think you have with people, but it's not a bad one. Like oh, no. I no, you were definitely cool. I think, especially because first impressions with me are one of the things that I don't know if I really try to make a first impression. I don't. I don't go for it. I you don't shouldn't. go for first impressions because yeah, you don't care. No, 
Mm-hmm. That's not That's good. Because, you know, if you always go after first impressions, what about the second time somebody meets you? What about the third time? Do you well, have I'm to- big on energy. To me, mm-hmm. it's not even really the... I feel like people could yap, yap, yap all they mm-hmm. want, but like, it's like your energy. If I feel like you're genuine, then there's potential. But like most people, like there's people that I don't even really have reasons to. And ask Janice too. There's been quite a number of people at work that I'm just like, mm, something <laughs> just is not right here. Mm-hmm. And she'll be like, I don't know. Like I just, and I'm like, mm-hmm, something's not right here. And then like, whether it's out. like, a month, two months, a year. And then she's like, wow. And I'm like, I told you. <laughs> I told you there was something wrong. Yes. So I'm real All big right. on energy. I play off of energy. perfect for a horror movie. Right. <laughs> I definitely would be. I sort of gone. my group, we surviving. If y'all on my team, we surviving. Who are you eating first? <laughs> eating this I is mean, not you, saw. you nah you would not catch me on no saw type movie never mind i don't know you know i'm just saying you know <laughs> he said saw well that's the only one that i could think you start talking about eating people that was no i don't think they ever made somebody eat the other person but like uh, cut off limbs and stuff but yeah, nah, see, I'm over scary movies. Not scary movies, but like them type of movies. Mm-hmm. I can't them. Ugh. So I just posted in the chat. Uh, this picture is not. So that picture is of me and Tahira, and it's somewhere in the middle of my whole phase before I started getting fat. Oh my god, you guys both look exactly the same. It's so crazy. I used to be much smoother in the face. I can't believe she caught Mike with the kissy face, bro. Oh, I made kissy faces all the time. It just depends on why. If I'm, <laughs> if I'm Aww. Faces. That is so cute. That is cute. Oh. You guys had that hanging up somewhere, right, at home? Uh, it looks no. like it's an album. It's not. Um... It's from, I forgot who has that picture, but they have that picture just hanging up or somewhere in there. So you don't have that hanging up. Somebody I else don't. has to have it. Yeah. That's Somebody else one. has it. Yeah, that's nice. Uh, uh, when I was working at Pricewaterhouse, let's keep going and going. Oh. Blackberry. Oh, I'm sorry. You know when you're going through all of yeah, your photos. Yeah, about to say, yep. You just fell down bit. the rabbit hole. Oh god. <laughs> I missed the Blackberry. I did like the Blackberry. I can't. Yeah, the Blackberry lie. was the best mm-hmm. phone ever. I liked my sidekick too, but I did like the Blackberry. Oh, this is actually the clearest picture of me being bald. Want to know what that looks like? Ball, I'm about to say bald. <laughs> yeah, please send that in the chat. Bald. Let's see. Wow. Yeah, Mike. Yeah. What Different. was that? A rebellious stage? Like, what? What was the the balding for? No. So, I just go through phases with my hair, and this phase was right after the mohawk. Okay. Yeah, I know. Picture that's the, you with the mohawk. But... You don't have to picture me with the mohawk. There are pictures. 
pictures of me with the mohawk. There's pictures of me with the mohawk and a feather earring. And if, yeah, Mike. Yeah, you yeah, went to some We're going to have to have another deep conversation. Like, Michael, what are your hair Mike, boundaries? You, you went through a lot of different phases, Mike. Yo, if you go through my Facebook photos, you that understand so who funny. I am. I have to go. I have to go through them. I think I'm going to look through them and be confused. Like, which Mike have I known this whole time? Um, so many to choose from. There was the uh, white boy Mike phase. Oh, and me, Mike. This is coming off whole Mike phase. <laughs> Did you see the feather one? Yeah, yeah that's yeah. the feather one. The feather oh, my one God. Johnny great. Cupcakes. Because oh that was I met the guy. Mm-hmm. I met the guy one year. It was great. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So oh, if you keep going through my Facebook, you're like, Michael's an alcoholic. I have him on Facebook. Michael has done a whole lot of shit. <laughs> and uh, seems like he was kind of cool. Mm. Uh, you're Who cool. knows? Mm-hmm. I accept you for your, your past ways and all, Mike. You're a good guy. There's a whole lot less shenanigans. So this picture is of me and my boys. A few weeks before I had uh, MJ. Or wife had MJ, and I, so I stayed out at my friend's house that night. And this is the next morning, just before my wife calls me and starts ripping me to shreds. She's like, "Where the fuck have you been?" So was it that your your legs just weren't functioning? Um, there right. was uh, an issue with my care button. And it wasn't blinking. <laughs> I don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Mike, you know, we're, we're friends, but we're still women. Yeah. For so, real. We can sort out the, the bullshit. But okay, well, wife team. No, sorry. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, ex-wife? <laughs> Mike, you're an ass. <laughs> I'm just saying, two of us are still married. The other one is on her. Well, I, yeah, I was never no, married. I, I, yeah, I was never married. Herself from that marriage. Yeah. Oh, was never well. married. Became fiance. You know, That's it. You know, that actually is good. Yes. In you, in many ways. Yes. You stopped yourself from a horrible decision. Mm-hmm. Listen, marriage is not the wave. Okay, well, oh, okay. Hold on, this Mike. Is, what yeah, happened? This is this is not where this conversation. I still, is. I still want to get married. It's just not with him. I'm like, just saying. Listen, what you want is that locked-in relationship. My wife and I were together for ten years before we got married. We're technically only married for ten years. Ten years and twenty-eight days. Look at him counting. That's good. so. What? So, I mean. But you can have that relationship and that deep, deep connection without branding it married. Why? Why, Janice? Why, Teneri? Is the ring that well, messy? I get it. You, you don't I, need the ring. So I could give you my reasoning. Definitely wasn't about the ring. Mm-hmm. 
But I like to, I always tell people, I mean, me and Belly are just a different breed and like our relationship is just nowhere on any scale of normalcy. Mm -hmm. But we were engaged after being together for three months. We're together for many, many years. I think we got together and got married when we had already, I think we were just about to complete or just had completed our eighth anniversary, then got married. So we've been married for three years. But my push for marriage was really just because I always wanted to have the same last name as my kids. And that was just like a psychological thing for me from like my childhood that I was like, no, like that's the goal. And that's really the reason why I got married. To be honest, we could have been engaged forever. Like we've always both worn rings. Like it was never none of that. But for me, I legally wanted to change my name for that sole purpose. Mm -hmm. I get it. I completely get it. It makes sense. You just wanted to be in on the brand. Yes. No, I just wanted my kids to have that. Like, I don't know. Like I And again, it could be just something for me. Like, they probably, when they get older, be like, oh, I didn't care. Like, yeah, it didn't bother me. But for me as a child, it bothered me a whole lot. Oh. So I wanted to give that back to my kids. It was okay. definitely a me thing. It was, it was definitely a traumatic thing that I was trying to correct in my adult life. Okay. And Janice, as you are hula hooping the relationship thing, what are, (laughs) you know, shaking the hips, trying to get to something. What are you looking for? (sighs) Well, I made, (laughs) I did make a list. Um, Oh, there's a list. There's a list. I mean, I don't have, I don't have it with me, but it's. Is it a smart list? Is it. It's so the tendency, no, the tendency with it's obtainable. I think the tendency with me has always been, I've always been comfortable with the people I've been with. Like we've had some connection through people we've known, you know, Mm -hmm. it's never been um, just out of, you know, I've never really dated anybody. It's always been friends of friends of friends and it's always been the comfortable level. Um, so this time around, I've put myself out there in different situations where I've met, you know, people that I really don't know through work or through like other ways. But the list is obtainable. But the first person I was I started off talking to, there was one one part that he kind of scratched off the list because I said no kids. And I know I bring a lot to the table because I have my two kids. Mm-hmm. Um, but because I came out of a relationship where there was three stepkids and I saw the damage done to my own kids and them as well, you know, the, the stepkids, when the separation happened that I said, you know, I don't want, I don't want to be involved being a step parent anymore. Yeah. This time around, I'm talking to somebody who fulfills that line. Ooh. Yeah. So, I mean, it's obtainable. It's not that it's not. I did put tall. So this one I'm talking to, I I mean, he is taller than me. It's just not as tall as I wanted to. (laughs) I think considering your height, that's not a, you know. (laughs) You know what, Mike? (laughs) I'm not that tall. I'm just, I'm tall. He is taller than me, but not, I wanted a six footer. He's 5'10". You know. He's all right. As a guy who's 5'11", I'm looking at him like, good job, bro. Get you a stallion. (laughs) 
you know? <laughs> no, I can't. I can't. <laughs> I mean, but yeah, it's obtainable. And it's yeah, more in the sense, yeah, it's it's certain things that I'm not accepting and moving on. Ooh, what aren't you accepting? Well, I mean. Don't say bullshit. That is way too No, vague. no, 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 no. That's just not, you know, I didn't, I, I obviously, I want the person to, to at least have a job. I don't care about education. At least make, you know, like have a good job where you're surviving and, you know, you're doing what you have to do. You have to have a car, like. I cannot mm. be your taxi. Like, we're not doing this shit. And, you know, have your own place. Just be stable in the sense that, you know, you're doing your own thing. You have everything you need. And I'm also doing my own thing, you know? And then we can collide and do other things. I just can't be, you know, picking up your your baggage from the get-go. That's not... I can't do that. And I yep. can't put myself in that position. So, you need somebody who's stable. Oh my God, Mike, he's going to be calling everybody like, listen, are you still single? I have no. a 32 year old. I'm not. I'm, I'm She's not tall. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of guys. She's about 5'8. She's not 5'7. She's about 5'8. There's a lot of guys out there Far who out. look for taller women. Like, I don't know why, but they do. And they're like, ah. Oh. I was looking for one of these giraffes and I couldn't find Oh my god. He did not just I'm call sorry. a giraffe. Listen. Nobody listening. Oh my is. god. You're terrible. He just called me giraffe. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I haven't told them. You know, but it's funny because shorter men are attracted to taller women, which is the craziest shit. It's it is not true. crazy. Short women love tall men. Why can't it be the other way around? I mean, I've, I mean, I've dated shorter men. I'm not saying anything. It's just I've. Seen I mean, it. considering what the gene pool is like, you have to have dated shorter <laughs> yeah, men. Yeah. So done. I can't. Five eight. You five are... seven. I'm five seven. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna keep going with this five eight. I'm not. I'm not keeping going with it. It's you just, know, next time I see him, he's gonna measure me. He's like, no, get on the. You, uh, no, I'm, gonna no, I, you. I'm just gonna have a tape measure with me and be like, it just no, so see. happens to pop out of his pocket, like Johnny. just stand right there. I used to have uh, one on me ridiculous. all the time. It's I useful. I believe you too. You never know when somebody's like, how how tall is five seven? No, I can't. Like right there. She's five seven. There's your example. Oh, I wanted to see it. Ah, you know what? What is the difficulty of being a tall woman? I actually wait. No, Kahira, how tall are you? Five seven. Yeah, my wife is five seven. See, you married a giraffe. This is why I don't believe you're five seven. Oh my god, Mike, she's five seven. Listen, was she five seven when she was standing straight? Was she slouching? Was her was this yes? Was this yesterday? You still feel like I'm that tall as of yesterday because the first time you took them pictures, I wasn't, I was probably five eleven in them heels. Oh, even better. We're just going to keep going with the bad math and bad measurement. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I need. I you need know what? Next time I'm next to your one. wife, we'll go next to, next to each other. We'll see. Oh, shit. You know what? There might be a picture of you two right next to each other and you are taller than her. Because they have the heels. heels. It's uh-huh. the heels. 
It's the heels, yeah. Them yeah. heels were like four inches tall. Mm -hmm. They were huge. Well, the math does make sense. Four on seven is 11. <laughs> Yo. You know, no, I wasn't even I'm making the math. Tall. I was just throwing numbers up. You <laughs> 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 got the on it. Yo, you, you, you said you're five wow. seven. Somebody out there is going to uh, is going to number check and be like, "Nah, she's five nine. Uh -uh. she was on a slant that day, <laughs> and it said five. She was on a slant. <laughs> yo, I cannot with you, Mike. Wow. Okay, Jack. This is a we should do this again sometime podcast ad take one. In a world where laughter was king. No, in a world, Jack. What do you mean, no, in a world? It's not that kind of podcast. In a land that... No, in a land either. In a time... No, I don't think so. In a land before time. Jack, that's a cartoon movie, and we may get to it if you use that. Uh, can you say We Should Do This Again Sometime? It's hosted by Kat Chinetti and V. Mark Robb, please. One man. No. When your life is no longer your own. What, what does that mean? When everything you know is wrong. Okay, bro, that's enough. We should do this again sometime with Cat and Mark coming to a podcast app near you. Someone get this guy out the booth, please. No, I like it in here. During the recording of this episode, news broke on the untimely passing of Chadwick Boseman. However, the episode took a pivot in a productive way that I couldn't even imagine. Rest in peace to Mr. Bozeman. Enjoy the conversation. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. I just got really bad news, but it's not personal. Uh-oh. Chadwick Bozeman is dead. No. No. What? Uh, that would be no. the most random. No. It really is. No, that can't be. He died of cancer. No. Oh my God, it's true. And people were talking so much shit about him being skinny. Nobody knew. Wow. 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 Yeah, that's a heart mic drop. Like, that's a hard hit. Wow. That's crazy. Ugh, man, that's really hard. Yo, wait till I tell my children that. That's so sad. Are they aware of who he Absolutely. is? Absolutely, the Black Panther. <laughs> I know. That's. I mean, aside as far as like head. personal, no, but yeah, you know, like who he resembles and embodies for them is like their favorite superhero. Which is so crazy because Belly literally today threw away all of so his sad. superheroes and kept the Black Panther. Like he oh, threw wow. away every wow. other one but the Black Panther today. So that is ironic, ridiculous. Yeah, that is wow. I I can't even. I mean, and I... Mike dropped that he was forty three years old. Had no idea he was forty three. Yeah, so young. So young. Young, but I thought he was younger than that. For sure, he doesn't. No, yeah, look, he looks like, younger, yeah, 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 yeah. Like he looks like he's like thirty. Like he looks really, really young. Wow. Well, that's definitely a sad mm, one. Wow, mic drop. Wow, what a hit. Mm -hmm. That was heavy. But you know, it's weird because I feel like I feel like he was picking these roles while he can. 
you know, there he did a lot yeah. in a very short amount of time. Short like six years, like mm-hmm. eight movies. That's a lot. You know, yeah. and especially for so many of them that had been blockbusters, you're like, wow. Damn, that's crazy. So maybe he knew he didn't mm-hmm. have yeah. as much yeah. time. Mm-hmm. I mean, but, but he's damn. forever going to be the king of Wakanda. So, you know, yeah. I oh, think that man. he definitely has solidified his, his um, I don't even know what, his memory, his his gift, whatever you want to call it, out of that movie. I legacy. Think- legacy. Legacy. That's uh, the word I was We can actually for. use the word legacy. We can. Yeah. We can, yes, his legacy. Wow. That's Did cool. I ever tell you, one of the things that I hate hearing is children being used as a legacy. Mm, so yeah, I say elaborate. this because I know a bunch of guys who believe their children are their legacy. Mm. So they're like, nah, I've got to have a legacy. I've got to. And I'm like, but you don't have anything. You got these kids. They're not your legacy. And if your kids aren't your business, then you definitely don't have a legacy. See, so I think, I mean, I think it's definitely just dependent on what you mean by that. So when I say, and I'll use my grandmother as an example, because I do truly believe that she's leaving behind a robust legacy, like a very... Um, expansive legacy but when I say legacy and I could say that you know all of us embody a piece of her legacy and it's not that we are the legacy but that through us she will always live in the sense that her teachings and her love and her life um, deeply impacted us so because of that we will forever carry on her legacy and that's just kind of how I am too with just everybody who passes away so like that meant something to me so like um i have Mm -hmm. like cousins like my husband's brother that passed away like my kids very much so speak about these people who they've never met and have since passed on as if they know them love them have met them um so i think for me i think where i go with legacy is just never letting the memory die Mm -hmm. um that's where i'm at And Janice does a really good job at that, too, with her mother. Mm -hmm. So let me start with the definition. An amount of money or property left to someone in a will. Similar words are bequest, inheritance, heritage, bequeathal, bestowal. I think people aren't a legacy. The reason I say this is because they can be very different from their ancestors. We are very different from our ancestors. There is a heritage that we take as a legacy, which I think you're speaking to. But otherwise, and you know, this is one of the things that we had been talking about in our conversation. It's like, what did this person leave behind? Right. The kids aren't necessarily what this person left behind. Yeah, I don't yeah, mm-hmm. I don't think the kids are I don't think that the kids are the legacy. I think your spiritual impact is and, and mm-hmm. I don't really go off of definition of words. I mean, one of the activities sidebar, but kind of to the fact of the 
to your points about the 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 description i'm not the description the definition of the yeah. word this summer i had up an activity where i do with my teens where i give them each piece like each you know how like a definition has like multiple definitions it depends on if it's noun verb blah 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 how yeah. it's being used and i do that with the color black and I give all the kids all of the, you know, all of the definitions. And then I have to tell them, oh, I'm like, okay, so I gave you guys random definitions. I need you guys to come up with the word that you think best fits this. And when I tell you that these kids always get stuck, like, T, this cannot be real. I'm like, go ahead and Google the definition. So for me, <laughs> I definitely think that, and it, you know, not to push it even further, it goes to the to the Bible as well. When I can't tell you, you know, when the person who doesn't look like me is the one in charge of creating and writing something, like I'm not gonna mm-hmm. jump on board because that's what they say. You know what I'm saying? Like for me, you know, so that's why I look at I think legacy in a different way because and I and I get that, like the material aspect, money, mm-hmm. all of that stuff is definitely I would say that it's definitely a part of the legacy, but the mm-hmm. way that I was raised is that um, the materialistic things never last. So even if I did leave that behind, if I'm not leaving my kids with warmth and love and respect and kindness um, and spirituality, then I haven't done my job. So even if they have money to sit on, my yeah. legacy is gone because my impact wasn't felt. So you know, that's where legacy really is for me. Be surprised how long a house lasts, though. That's a nice yeah, legacy. But if a house is not happy, what is a house really? It's worth something. It's worth something, but money is it's not. It's a property. Mm, but money doesn't make you happy, Mike. No, but because of our very money-based society, we have things that are defined yes, like this. Yes, but we don't, I, but see, I don't live my life by society, so. By society that, Yeah, that would never kind of like. Look at you getting all yeah. barefoot in the grass. Also, <laughs> always, I've been on this move for a little while, last three years of my life. Would you say that you're moving towards a holistic view or? Is it more? I'm just. Spiritual. I don't want to say spiritual because spiritual. everything is spiritual once you get past the fanaticism of religion. Right, right. That, that's what? a good way to put it, Mike. Yeah, it's a lot. It is, but anyway. you just shot it real deep. But yes, no. Go ahead. It was a, it was a blind shot, <laughs> but it, it hurts. No, it's factual. Right. I had to sit and li- listen to it, and it 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 hit it hit home. Um, <laughs> uh, where's your wife? Where's your I need her energy. She's actually, right okay, next to so me. yeah, can we hop on? I, I need some energy. Would you like to come talk to come talk to the crowd? Hi. Hello. <laughs> yeah, we need to drink energy on this. <laughs> her energy. What are you guys talking about? <laughs> oh well. We were talking about how tall Janice is, and we were talking about uh, Teneri going very spiritual, very waving in the sunshine. Don't, don't, Don't be so dramatic, Mike. 
Bare hairy feet in the grass. You know what? I'm so done. Some tambourines. Not I, said the cat. <laughs> Listen, you say this now, but in like, once you smash through your 30s, you're going to be like, you know what? This isn't such a bad idea. I don't know. I haven't thought that far out, but I highly doubt it'd be hairy feet with tambourines on the beach. I really don't. I didn't see the beach. Yeah, you I didn't missed hear, that part. You didn't hear him call. Yeah, he said with hairy feet. Yeah, he did. Oh. Yeah, I did. I said hairy feet in the grass, and Janice is six foot minus four. You know what? <laughs> So Janice, you're six foot and I got hairy feet. So I said Mike is on a, Mike is on a He right. said you have hairy feet? Yes, yes, he did. <laughs> what? <laughs> hairy feet. You know, you have to think about like or I'm thinking about what they said about uh those spiritual people, spiritual women in like the sixties. You mean hippies. Yeah, yeah, there you go. I was gonna say, yeah, hippie but that doesn't mean she's a hippie. Exactly, yeah. I was about to say, hippie and being spiritual are two different things. Because I'm still very much so the same Tanady you met. There's I think just it's just altered. There's altered parts, I guess. You're more at peace. Yes. You're yes. more one with yourself. Yep. And I had to cancel out a lot of negative energy that was just mm-hmm. in orbit to finally oh. get grounded enough to feel like myself, you know? Yep. Yeah, that, that sounds good. Yep. You Mike over here trying to discredit me. So, yeah, I don't think y'all <laughs> want me to be on here because this is the Michael that I don't enjoy being around. <laughs> <laughs> Mike's going to end up on the couch. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, now we need to know what is this Michael that you don't enjoy being around? Uh, you know, high school Mike. See, the thing is, when Michael and I first met, we, we were we were the same age. We met in high school, and I hated his guts. I don't know if I told you this before. No, but never know. <laughs> yeah, I, Uh-oh, at no. first, like, for probably, like, maybe the, I want to say, like, up until Christmas break of freshman year, I was like, this guy's kind of cool. Because we, you know, we, you know, he knew a bunch of people because they all came from his elementary school. I didn't know anybody, but we ended up gravitating to the same pool of friends. And mm-hmm. I was like, and we would used to ride the bus. He would get off like maybe three, four stops before me, like on, on the T, right? And mm-hmm. and so, you know, I was like, oh, he's he's kind of cool. But then something happened when we came back. It was like a new year, new Mike. And he was the most annoying, egotistical, just... Mm-hmm. Like, oh he, he, you know, the thing that got under my skin is he liked to one-up people. So, like, Whoa. if you said, you know, I, I think what was out at that time, were we still playing Nintendo? I used to be like, oh, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, my, my, my grandma gave me this new game. And he's like, oh, I've been had that. Like, everything. That's always very to anybody. Pisces. Very Pisces of him. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. But all the time. And I had never, like... I, I have Pisces that are close with me. Like, I tend to gravitate, even though I know astrologically I'm an Aries. I'm not supposed to. You're an Aries. Yes, oh, I am. Wow. And I know you're not supposed to. That is interesting. This is, like, the last person you're supposed to be with. But whatever. I could not stand Mike all of a sudden. I, I was like, who is this person? I had never met anybody quite like him before. And then 
the like the next year, same thing. Like I would just constantly try to check him on everything he said that was out of pocket. And we'd be going to places after school, like we'd go to the mall and hang out or whatever. And I'd be praying that Mike didn't show up, and he would always show up. Oh, <laughs> oh, God. God. Yo, and so I, by I junior year, like in the background. By junior year, I finally accepted that he was just part of the crew, and he was just there, and I like I just dealt with it. But by senior year, <laughs> he he was in this program, and they traveled. And when he was gone, I was like, "Damn, how do I feel so sad? Like I, I think I miss him. What is yeah. what is this? What is this?" And that is how Michael and I got together. But for the first three years of high school, high school is only four years. For the first three and a half years, it was kind of like a love-hate relationship, but not like that. So, yeah. Gotcha. That's how we got here. So, that's the mic that <laughs> I'm kind of like, you know, it's the mic around friends that is like, he's he, so, I, I'm trying to separate myself. like around you? It's the same, but it's me. So, it, you know, I could check him, but it is, it's, it's awkward. When got it. Having it's to awkward do it when it's like, <laughs> got it, I and it's it. embarrassing. It's like, oh, shut up! Like, why are you doing? <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> See, you you didn't want me on here. This is exactly what I meant. I do want you on. Yeah, here. Uh-huh. and you know what? This is like, I don't know. Have you ever put lemon juice in milk? And it just curdles. Oh, oh see, see, see. But so I'm curdled what? milk. You see what I'm <laughs> no. saying? Like you, you've managed to. I've only I, been on this call for like six minutes and nineteen seconds, and you've, you've already managed our... to talk trash about every single person on here, including me. <laughs> I did not. What did I say? Anything Hairy about feet. You? You're complaining oh. about somebody's height, <laughs> and I personally am curdled milk. I'm like the lemon to your milk. It, like, yeah. thank you. That's just a nice visual to put out Mike, here for the public. Stop while you're ahead, Mike. I <laughs> he doesn't know how to, and he, then he'll take it one step too far, and then it gets awkward, and everybody gets quiet, and that. <laughs> that's <laughs> <laughs> and and Aries are, are are you a big grudge holder? Oh, of yes. course. Oh, yeah, I'm the biggest. I just man, oh, listen. That's shit. why I couldn't stand it because I like I'd be thinking about stuff he said before, and I'm just waiting for him to say the next thing. And he he didn't disappoint, but but yeah. it just like <laughs> you know. Yes, I'm married to an Aries as well. So yes, so well, I know we're tough people. Yes, we tough? we are we are not. Easy. For the faint of heart. No. Yes. You know, no. I do wonder now, um, because Teneri knows more about astrology than I ever really tried to even figure out. Do you believe that people are as much about their signs or as much like their signs as they as astrology says? Yes. Or do you believe mm-hmm. there's something different? And if you do, which one? What about uh, the ones, the Chinese Zodiac? Because uh, oddly enough, Tahira and I, because we're born in the same year, we were born in the year of the dog. Mm-hmm. So we're loyal. And my son is also born in the year of the dog. So it's funny because we said that we're, our first seven years, we're like a pack. And then my daughter is a dragon. Mm, she sets up completely she sets away from the pack. Oh lord. 
Yeah. Very much so. She's setting her own trail. But I do, I, I mean, I do strongly believe in the zodiacs. And there's mm-hmm. some people who may stray off from maybe onset like the the initial things. A lot of times those people that I find that are like not so much like their signs either tend to be like in the smack beginning of their zodiac sign or the mm-hmm. end. And then even when it changes or alters, a lot of the time it really just has to do with upbringing. So I think Zodiac is very much so important, mm-hmm. but lifestyle, childhood, parental influences, outside mm-hmm. influences also play a role in it. But like that yeah. bare basics. And I really would say it lies in how people deal with difficult situations. I think that's the biggest tell-all sign of a Zodiac. The thing is, the the issue with that is that once you guys get to your end, there's no return. And that's for most Aries. I think that works with the male and the female Aries. Um, because you'll you'll hold on to a lot. Like, and I said, my uncle, one of my uncles, his girlfriend, um, they've been together for 25 years. <laughs> and he's a Taurus, so he is an asshole. And she has put up with his shit for 25 years, and she just now is done. So it's like oh. the buildup can last a long time with an Aries female, but once the end is there, it's pretty much final. Good luck to you. It's like frozen zone. Like you turn into Elsa. You know how Elsa done froze the whole town? That's like an Aries. Like yep. once you're fed up, but it takes a lot to get there. Like you're not, you know, like like anger isn't your first reaction. Is what I'm trying to say. Like, yeah, anger isn't yeah. your first resort. You know, I wonder about that because I swear to hear is angry a lot. But... I am angry a lot, but you, you get, you see, you are such an on the surface person that you don't realize how much happened before. before like yeah. today, when I came home, I was like not in a good mood, and I'm probably sorry for the TMI, but I'm probably getting ready to PMS a little bit, and that's me. I was like, maybe that's why I'm so like agitated today. But I just was very agitated. But today was just a day. Like, the first thing that happened, I had a dentist appointment I did not want. I know I have to work on this baby shower. The kids are here. I I know there's all this stuff happening. And then on top of that, I got followed around my favorite store. Like, I was going to steal something. And then they said something. The person was standing there looking at a block of wood in the same aisle as me. For like 20 minutes, it's a block of wood. What are you going to look at? Like, what's there to look at? Right. And mm-hmm. I'm like, um, I had a question. So I asked about something that was open. And she said, oh, yeah, usually people open those. And when they, they find they're getting caught, they just toss it there. And I'm like, at first, I didn't think much about it. But I'm like, was that a dig at me? Like, did she think mm-hmm. I opened this? Right. And then when I got to the register and I handed the thing to the person, the person up there said, oh, yes, um, someone told me you'd be bringing this up here. So how do you know it's me? Mm-hmm. How do you know it's You know what I mean? So I, yeah. that happened. And then there was just a chain of other things that happened after that. Like, Mike takes the car and I needed to – and I'm going on a long time, I know. But it was just – a lot and so when I come in Michael's hammering me with all these questions and I'm not ready to I'm just trying to figure out my next step because I'm I'm overwhelmed and yeah I'm mad like I just wanted to come no offense ladies but I just want to come up here and lay down and Mm -hmm. I still had to make dinner for the kids after I came home 
where Mike was here, he could have done that already. You know what I mean? So it's Girl, just like we are mothers too. You ain't <laughs> yeah. you ain't saying yeah. do you ain't doing nothing but talking about my mm-hmm. Tuesday last week. <laughs> so, so I feel what, you. What Michael sees on the surface is I got mad really quick, but it's really a buildup of all kinds of things. Plus mm-hmm. I'm like emotionally drained with everything in the news. Like there's just a lot. I'm also yes. like I'm not gonna call myself an empath, but I'm very empathetic. Um, and I, I, I probably am a borderline empath mm-hmm. because I feel things. I feel what people are going through, but mm-hmm. it's not, I don't think I'm that extreme like some others are. So yes. I, like, I feel all of this stuff happening and I've purposely tried to, to shut myself mm-hmm. out of the conversation. So I don't take on too much, yeah. but I, it has not worked in the last couple of days. So all that is also building in the in the course of every thing that's literally happening to me and it yeah. just was a lot no and i just wanted it? to lay down i just wanted to lay down when i came upstairs and mike's like can you do this thing with me and i know like he's he wants me to be involved so i'm like you know maybe like I, but i just wanted to i just wanted to lay down i'm glad i am talking to you guys now but it yes. but i'm also very i'm an introvert so it takes a lot of en- energy for me to speak with people I'm not close with. So it's, it's all of that is like, just, just a recipe for no, like I just want to shut down and yet I want to support him and spend time with him. And this is a way that we can do that. So like, it's no offense to you, Mike. I, it's just, and it's really not any one thing that you, it's not your fault, but it's just a lot of stuff. And I mean, and I think you hit it on the nose too. I mean, just being an empath. So I I mean, I would definitely say that if you're somebody who feels like that and feels so intensely, that tends to be what the case is. So you're talking to two people who are very empathetic and have... I actually get sick from Yeah. So Janice really, like physically, Mm -hmm. she takes on that energy. So for her, it's a lot more... For me, it's just a spirit like I just feel it so I mean we you're not saying anything that we're just kind of like no that's no we totally get it it makes total sense for us um yeah no I definitely think that I'm with you on that I feel like we all have those days and those moments and I think it's also harder for us because we're mothers Mm -hmm. and just like you said that one line you said and I still had to make dinner like that alone is like yeah of my life. <laughs> I yeah, I felt you guys feeling that you're like, and I still had to make dinner. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay. Um, I mean, it's a factual right. thing. I, I and I don't it think it, it. And not to say because you know I don't know how that is like within your marriage with that as far as like the gender roles, but it's something that for me, like I tell people all the time, like I did not know how to cook before I got with Belly. Um, I still was learning how to cook as I was like with him and had kids. Um, but it like, it's so funny. Like I, he just really loves his mom food, his mom's food. And I would always get jealous. So I'm like, no, I have to cook. So like, that's become one of my things. So although it's still annoying sometimes, so I'm just like, oh, I don't want to cook. Like it's one of those things that you know, I don't mind taking on. But then I have my little sister who looks at me and is like, uh, I'm not going to be cooking every day for my family and my husband. But so like, it's just funny to me because I think I personally like put myself in that gender role mm-hmm. without realizing that I was doing that. Because then I like, no, Tanady really does. 
There's yeah, days I, that, you know, that I know she's exhausted and she's cooking. I'm like, your belly could have done that. Not only but, that, you know, breakfast. Like, my kids yeah. be waking up to waffles, mm-hmm. eggs. If they don't get that, my kids be hurt. And they will mm-hmm. not let me lay it down. But, I mean, I think, yeah, I did it to myself. I can't even mm-hmm. I yeah, can't blame nobody. We, Michael cooks from time to time, but it is mostly me. But it's like... You know, I do the shopping, I do all this other stuff, and I don't really look at it as a gender role or having been assigned to it, but it's... it's fuck gender role. It, it's just what I do. He said fuck gender role. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, for instance, Michael does the laundry. He... Well, I too. I wait, wait, let me back. Let me back up as this gigantic ass bag of laundry. <laughs> like I'm, I'm down to my underwear that I don't like to wear. Like I'm, <laughs> I don't want to wear this underwear. And like that was another thing that made me mad today. Like you, this is oh me. Like that made her mad. This, this underwear was not like it's not sized the same way as the other underwear that I get. It's not cut the same. I bought it in a package. I couldn't check. I could. See, and I got it, and it was so <laughs> uncomfortable this morning. And that was the way I started my day. It's so it's just like it start. It started from that. And if, if the laundry had been done, you know, I would have had other options. Like, but guess what? This allows you the opportunity to fix a problem you didn't know you had. Throw the bad well, panty away. But see, here's why. If I threw it away. Guess what yeah. would happen right you now? Would have had Not even. You know what you would have done? You would have been like, you know what? Fuck it. We're on to this last underwear. I need to do laundry. It would have forced you to do mm, that. No, but not when the whole objective was the fact that you were supposed I'm to do it. There you go. Saying. There you go. I'm just saying. No, you know, you're not gonna win that one, Mike. That was a very bad. You tried it. You tried it with that because you missed the whole beginning of that whole statement but, but normally like this is his thing that he does and like some people say oh wow your husband he does laundry you know oh i could never and i'm like yeah he does that's the thing he chose that like you know mike washes the dishes sometimes some sometimes he washes Most the dishes. Times. no 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 sometimes because now times. he's gotten He's gotten MJ to do it now. So oh. <laughs> he got his assistant. So, yeah. but that's the thing. Like, you know, I I think you hit the nail on the head with Aries in terms of me. Like, I feel like I am a classic Aries. Aries. Like, I am, like, I could not be. And my birthday is, like, kind of, like, right in the middle of when is it? Uh, that phase, March 31st. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah. like, I feel like. Like I, that is who I am. Like it, it, there was a card my mom gave me for my birthday when I was a kid and it described an Aries and it, it literally was everything that I am. I also was born right at nine o'clock on the dot, 9am. And so my mother said, well, she's never going to be late. And that's not like, even if I am late for some reason, it, it pains me because that's the type of person I am about my business. Yep. You know, so like today I had to meet someone at 630 and Mike had the car and I'm like, you got to get back Freaking here because I got to be on time. Like that's, that's how I am. Yeah. So, now Mike, how much time has you, how, how much energy have you put into trying to figure your wife out in all these energy? years of being together? I, so when she got home, I know she's stressing, but one of the things that happens is she just 
is kind of reacting when she gets home. And so it's a lot. And, I'm, and my first thing is, okay, you're kind of stacked with whatever is going on. I'll wait. <laughs> well, that's not the right approach. Why don't you switch it and ask? Because hey, she's an what Aries. Happened? She's a fucking bull. He did eventually. And it was very nice. Like, I was sitting there probably pouting to him on the side of the bed. And he said, come here. And he just put my, he pulled my head and put my forehead on his forehead. And he told me on the, he said, I love you. And he just kept saying over, and I was like, okay. And that helped to bring me down. But this is cute. But it took him until now. We didn't need, we didn't need that. We didn't need, you should have left me at an asshole. No. <laughs> no, no, we know that you're not an asshole, Mike. Like we know that you have asshole tendencies. Yeah, mm-hmm. you make a lot of asshole statements, like mm-hmm. my hairy feet. But we know that mm-hmm. you're a big softy on the inside, and that's what I keep telling you too. Like you have to continue to break down your layers because right now you're just a big onion. You don't have like the kakara, like the shell. I don't know. How, I think that's shell, right? In in English, Johnny's kakara, like the outside of it. Yeah, the outside of it. Like you definitely have that off, but you got to start digging deeper into Mike. I, I feel like you're a big ball of sensitivity, and it's that's very true. My father's the same way. He comes off as this very hood New York dude. He you know, bitch this, nigga that. Like, that's just who my dad is. But my dad will cry at the drop of a hat. My father is very sentimental. Um, so I definitely get it. Like, I, I know you're not an asshole, Mike. So it's your wife telling like, us that does not make me feel like, oh, my God, he has feelings. Like, no. I can't be hood. Michael has all the feelings, but mm-hmm. he doesn't know how to express them all the time. Fun fact, mm-hmm. Pisces are the most emotional sign of the Zodiac. Mm-hmm. What? You know, the it's most because, they, it's because they're last. They don't understand why they're last. That's why. Could it, be. It's got to be that. Wow, Mike, you're a Pisces like Franny. Jesus. Makes uh, sense. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, but I'm just yeah, saying about the emotional part. I forgot she was too, and then just saying it, it clicked. Yeah. I don't know if I, if I wouldn't call myself emotional, He's but I am. Emotional. Yeah, it's just because you haven't confronted your feelings, Mike, which we all know and you know. I think I understand my feelings. I disagree I don't with you. Confront them. I don't have to confront my wife, and I still understand her. No. It's it's definitely different because you and and I think that that's really where your growth is going to come when you stop trying to make everything so logical and you start feeling things. Mm -hmm. You'll understand what we're talking about, because you are like she said, you're very much so on the surface type of person, which I get. It's a defense mechanism. Totally understand Mm -hmm. it. But once you peel that back and you stop trying to make logic out of mm-hmm. everything because the world does not work like that mm-hmm. if you really think about life again everything that we've been taught and everything that we see is totally different things um you so once you start feeling life and stop trying yeah. to make sense of life which is a defense mechanism that my favorite word little mike had to oh. you know had to create and like learn and learn how to you know navigate the world in that way once you let go of that those emotions that have always been there will start to resurface preach 
preach. Yeah. I, I, I that's, that's exactly it. Yes. It's he, it. he's, this year he's, he's becoming more aware. I, I can say that. It's, he's definitely growing. Michael, you're so low. He's like, mm. Mike, you asked me about 1080 digging in. Uh, Mike, let me tell you, there were times that I wouldn't even call her. And she knew because I had such a difficult time doing the same thing as you. I would push her away like, nope, 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 nope. And she would come back around like, oh, Janice. Da, 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 da. And until I sat my ass down and I confronted everything because this this relationship that I just went through was my biggest, it was the second biggest one, the one I had. And she goes, Janice, but you're the common denominator. What are you doing wrong? And I looked Ooh. at her like, hold on, <laughs> what? Ooh. And I really didn't understand the Nady. And she was like, but you continue to choose these men. And I'm like, hold up. I do it with love, Mike. Stop trying to make me sound like that. I do it. Yeah, no. But (laughs) when Mike's sound effects make me sound way worse, he's like, what? I'm just saying it sounds like victim flashing, but you know, maybe. No, but when I sat down with my feelings and, you know, deeply rooted to my parents and the reasons why, (laughs) listen, I used to look at my father a certain way. And, you know, my mom's not here, so that one was a little bit harder because there was a lot of hurt and a lot of crap that I witnessed um, and having to sit with that and not have her. Like, I know spiritually I'm with my, my mom's with me, but not having her physically to tell her, like, damn, you know, everything that I went through, you put me through, that shit really did damage. And that's why I chose these guys and allowed the bullshit I did. So, I mean, Mike, when I tell you that, Within the year that I've been single, <laughs> listen. A lot of work. A lot, a lot of work. Deep shit. Live from an undisclosed location in a basement in New York City, it's me, Craig, ruler, well, mayor of Dimension X and the producer of the hottest new pod in that dimension or this one, the Shredhead Pod, starring the Blasian Betty. AKA Google Chrome Dome, AKA Ado Nobu Nigga, AKA my best friend, Oroku Saki, AKA The Shredder. And we've put aside our differences with the Ninja Turtles to be your weekly source of hot takes, sports, and entertainment news. Stay all the way and hear who Saki has named as his Cretan of the Week and find something valuable in the shred commendations. So we'll see you on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever your pods are cast. The Shredhead Pod is a member of the Hyphen Podcast Group. Yeah. You know, I don't know if I have that sort of There you repulsion. go trying to make logic out of everything again. Ah. Uh. Uh, I'm going to keep calling you on your bullshit, Mike. It's just because this is what you did on our phone call yesterday, Mike. You have these moments where where you get it and you and you allow yourself to be vulnerable. And it's like, okay, and then you go right back to make it logical again. Like this has literally become your like that is your defense mechanism. I just don't know your childhood well enough to be able to pinpoint that. Your wife might your wife might be able to do that, but like I can't pinpoint where that defense mechanism was birthed from. That's where I 
can't really like with Janice it was a little easier because we had had like these previous conversations about childhoods and stuff like that but you and I have never had that conversation but I know it has to be deeply rooted in there somewhere well I still think like even if I think of little Mike like I don't think I don't know where to go with that I don't know where to go I don't know where to go I don't know. As we were talking about it, you know, I think about what my life was like when I was younger, and I don't, I don't remember it being terrible. I don't remember it being bad. I do remember that my family, we had just about everything we needed, so there wasn't ever, no, I had things that I wanted, but not things that I needed. You know, there was always food. I had my sister around, so there was always someone to talk to. There was a TV in the house. And when my parents were at work, I had the TV to myself or my sister, and we would just watch it. You're until... thinking too literal, Mike. I'm going I'm, I'm I'm to cut like you off right at the heel. through it. No, because you're still... You're, this is Mike taking... bait. Like, you're on a bridge right now. Yeah. That's secure, but you're walking as if you're gonna fall through. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's all yeah. you're doing right now. You're just kind of because one of the things that really stood out to me when we had the conversation were the words that you used to describe how you felt as a child, and you can in hearing you say this now, and this is why I say again, it is a defense mechanism. Because it's completely opposite to what you're saying now. You're saying you had these things. You can't say it wasn't a bad life. It wasn't, you know, the worst. It wasn't this. But yet, little Mike was angry. He was confused because he didn't know why these things were happening. Or I can't remember the other words. You did say a lot of good words that I was like, okay, you're there. Like, like you're there. But you have to dig deeper into all of those feelings. Mm-hmm. So it has, you have to kind of stop with the what. Thinking back to your childhood, you have to stop with the, on the outside, things look this way. Or when I think back, yes, I had food. Mm-hmm. Yes, I have this. Mm-hmm. That's not where the trauma lies. The yep. trauma is within the feeling. And mm-hmm. that's where I'm trying to get you to go, Mike. Like, you have to get into the feelings. And, you know, like, and and that... And like I said, like, I, it could be the smallest thing that you probably will unpack at the most random moments, because I'm telling you, it's happened to me. Like, one thing with me is my mom, her her game is psychological warfare. Like, my mom did a really good number on me with, like, psychologically. Like, she just had this way of completely controlling my emotions and how I reacted to things. And mm-hmm. her trigger, like, her keyword was little girl. So, for so many years of my life, up until, like, Johnny, when was it, like, a year ago, two years, it was like a year mm-hmm. ago. I already had Jose. Like a year ago that somebody, that like we were arguing, and not even arguing, but like going back and forth. And like she said, little girl, but it didn't bother me. And I was just like, wow, like all the, and I'm talking about, I've like lost relationships, like as far as like with friends and stuff over that one statement, my god sister called me a little girl. And I haven't spoken, well, I have spoken to her since, but it took years for me to talk to her. But when I argued with her, I was fighting my mom. 
because I could never fight with my mom for disrespecting me and calling mm-hmm. me a little girl. So, you know, like I'm telling you, it could be in the smallest moment that it's going to finally click and you're going to be like, wow, okay, that's where that comes from. So stop running from your feelings. Damn. All right. Stop running from your feelings, Mike. And talk uh, through it with your wife, but don't tiptoe. Like, that's the mm-hmm. person, that's your safety net. Like, if you're going to talk through with anybody, it's her right there. Mm-hmm. That's your partner. So go as deep and as vulnerable as you can right now, but you'll get there. You just have to stop trying to take the baby steps. I just wonder i i think about it i'm like what does vulnerability really look like it's i'm sorry no i'm, I'm, I'm sorry i'm laughing because you're doing the logical thing again <laughs> yep. that, that's no okay i'm trying to put myself in the in in little it looks body. different for I'm everybody tr- mike i think that for me it was a little bit easier because of the situation i was already in and it was you know here I am, 32 years old, single, mother of two kids, two different baby daddies. That's not what I wanted. And having to really sit with that and, you know, say, you know, Jenny, this time around, you cannot, you know, your kids are watching your every step. Mm-hmm. I have a 13-year-old. Um, and I don't want him to grow up and, have, you know, do the things that were done to me. So I think that for me, I think that the answers, I wanted to get to the root of the problem quicker, you know, sooner than later. Um, because I'm raising two boys that are going to be men and I don't want them doing the same crap. So, you know, I think that for me, I've always been vulnerable. I think that just the fact that I'm very spiritually rooted too, um, also helped. But I mean, Tanady was, it was hardcore. Like I'm telling you, she was like, nope, go back. What did you just say? Even things about my, my kids, you know, there was one time that I was mad at, you know, at the ex and she goes, but Janice, why are you mad? Because he's not here. You know, I was getting mad. She was like, but who chose him? And I'm like, IT. And I don't I like, that. I, think I gotta I, go. <laughs> I think the biggest thing with him was that you were getting mad about things that he didn't do when he was mm-hmm. there. That was yeah. really for me where I was just like, bro, like you have no right to be mad right now. Because mm-hmm. even if he was there, he wouldn't be doing it. Yeah. So, I mean, you gotta, yeah, it's not easy work, Mike. Like, it's not. But I think that I think in my case it was a little bit easier because I was I was trying to find the reason why Janice was this way and trying to, you know, make sure that this this Janice coming through isn't the same. You know, those past hurts are there. I dealt with them. Like I see my father totally different. When I met Tanady, I had this grudge on my dad. And I don't hold that again. I don't. Because the moment my dad told me I wasn't raised by by my that he wasn't raised by my grandfather, I was like, ah, I forget it. There's no reason I have to be mad. You you don't know what it is to raise kids. Mm-hmm. Just that statement with him crying and me crying, because I literally dug into him and I said, you're the reason why I literally chose these men. And he looked at me, he's like, what? And I was like, yep. I was like, you were the reason I accepted this bullshit. And I really had a conversation with my dad. I made him cry and, and he was like, Janice, but I wasn't raised by my father. And I was like, say no more. Because I can't expect him to know how to raise a daughter. He didn't even have his dad. I think it's amazing that you had that conversation. And it I was kinda, hard. Yeah. I wish I had that conversation with my father, who is gone now. Mm-hmm. Um, and But I, it's something that I did realize, though. And that's how I was able to forgive him. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Because... Yeah. And then the bad things, I never told him that I forgave him, but I just, that was for me, which yeah. was, was a little selfish, but 
he um he had he hadn't been around his father his father was i think passed away or something and he just he had to do a lot of things for himself and for mm-hmm. his younger siblings that you know he 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 just I could just understand he had trauma that he had not dealt with. And it's the same thing. Like I'm Mm -hmm. very close with my mother, but we, um, and it's it's almost too close. Mm -hmm. So that's me and my mom were, I have Mm -hmm. now corrected that, but that's, I would agree. I can relate to that. There was a post the other day on Facebook and it said, healing looks like recognizing your parents' Mm -hmm. trauma. And that's something that I was like, whoa, <laughs> that that's huge. And bef- even before that, like I started to think about it, like parents, I, I started realizing as a parent that I didn't know that mm-hmm. I'm still trying to figure things out for my kids. And it dawned on me that like all of our parents are mm-hmm. just trying to figure things out too. They yeah. like, you only have one life. And even though they're above you and supposed to take care of you. They they're just trying to figure out this is still their first go round. You know what right. I mean? So yep. Yep. so and God forbid something happens, something traumatic happened to them. They're still trying to learn how to deal with that. So it's mm-hmm. it's um it's been helpful. I, I'm not saying that everything is perfect and I get it all, but it's been helpful at least in being more patient mm-hmm. with my mother and being more forgiving of the my father's shortcomings yes yeah and and, Mm -hmm. i mean and just like you said the forgiveness really is definitely for yourself Mm -hmm. never about the other person it's 100 never about the other person um but just like you said and jenny said it's definitely just harder when -hmm. the person is no longer here because being angry with somebody who's not here it feels worse yeah, I didn't. I was really close to my mom. Like, and I love my mom. You know, my mom passed away almost eight years ago. Um, and I still do. But until, like, I, I chose my father first because he was here. You know, he was mm-hmm. physically here. I could have the conversation. Um, and I kept telling T, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it before New Year's. And I kept stalling. I, I stalled mm-hmm. for months um, because I knew the moment that I got into that. And the way I did it is I wrote down everything in a notebook. That shit turned out to be like 10, 15 pages. Because even though I was really close to my mom, my mom did more damage than my father did. Mm-hmm. And for me to love my mom, because I love her to death, but to acknowledge that she caused so much, I was like, damn, like, yeah, that yeah. was, that yeah. was harder. Yeah, no, that was harder. I can see mm-hmm. how that would be hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's definitely, yeah. I definitely think I should be a therapist. I just refuse to go to school. I was going to ask you. I mean, like, I've I been telling her. I refuse to I go just, to school for she it. She said she refuses. And I'm like, because I just think that there's fucking certain eggs. Make this things. Fucking but I think, I, I think my, my, what's the word? Like, my refusal to do it is that I just feel like some things are just so natural. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That like once you start putting, and I'll take a page out of Mike's book, the logistics into everything, and then okay. you start looking for things because some things just don't fit in a box. Some things, and I really just feel like emotions are one of those things. Like, yes, they may be similar. You may have seen this before, and there, and you know, there's some people who really do get a kick out of that. But I like to be on a more, you know, yeah, right there, pulling everything back, not filtering myself because mm-hmm. I feel like that's where I get the most what's the word like it's the most effective 
method. It's the most raw so, method. So yeah. let me let me ask you on your I don't know if you want to call it a spiritual journey or whatever. Mm-hmm. Do you do Reiki? I do not. Um, so I just actually went to see a medium. So I've never like because of the spirituality and like the way it's done within my family like it's just something we just don't do like my grandmother wasn't happy that I did it um because my grandmother strongly believes that somebody who you know does things like that should never charge for things Mm -hmm. like that so like it was a Mm. definitely a conflict there Mm -hmm. um but she did Reiki and I was like what is that and she's just like oh it's like and it's just she started to explain it to me but no I've never like dived into that or anything like that or done it i'm a i'm a reiki practitioner um Mm, i don't i really don't do it for other people as of yet i mostly work on myself and sometimes like if my kids aren't feeling well for them but not not kind of to separate the two because you know a medium and you know people who read tarot all of that is like separate Mm -hmm. um but this is something that you like I, I just thought of it because from one angle, Reiki itself, you don't necessarily have to talk to anybody because you feel it. Like as you are placing your hands on the chakras, you can feel certain things that like, you know, and energy just goes where you're where it's supposed to go. So right. that's one thing. But aside from that, there should be some sort of like naturopathic um counseling that you can go and just speak to someone and you would be I I hear you yes about the you know how rigid training and going to school for being a therapist Uh would be but you should be able to do something because you're gifted you have it you know what I mean you you I want to I mean go ahead and the heart no I would say the harder part for me too and it's funny because he had said it to me when we were talking. He was just like, you know, you should start with your friends. And I'm like, man, listen, that's the hardest ones to crack into because, I mean, it could either go really, really right or really, really wrong. And, yeah. you know, I think with me, I think the, the and, and this is kind of going back to what Jenny said started with, like, with just me and my personality that I just care so much. And I try to help people all the time. And I try to do all of these things. And sometimes I take on that energy when I know I shouldn't because it's stagnant. They don't want to go anywhere, but I'm still always trying to help. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's the hardest with that. But I know I, I like helping. I do like what I do. I like talking through things, but I really do it from the heart. So I really tend to just lend that energy to people who want it, you know? Mm-hmm. But I, I mean, I definitely should. I, I think I should. From one person in a shell to another person in a shell, I see you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I cannot. If you say so, Mike. If you say well, so, no, Mike. you know, because I have that, I, I want to say it's kind of a calling that I want to help people. I want to help my friends. But I also hate responsibility. But that's me. I think you and me have the same thing where our want and need to help people we just need to also figure a way to not really monetize it but make it a business so i do that through my youth work so i find yeah so i've found my channel will you channel this part into your youth 
Absolutely. This is what I actually need. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> this is what, and I find that young people are easier to do it with because they don't have the outside oh, pressures God. of real life just yet. So like MJ's for me to work this. on younger kids, like my teenagers, oh my God. Yeah. The, the transformative work that I've done on my teens is mm-hmm. remarkable. So then kind of going back to the legacy talk, like yeah. I know each one of my young people that I work with now have become a part of my legacy because I've made a real impact on their lives because, you know, so that's where I see my, my sweet spot. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, when, when you get involved with people who are adults and they already have their life, they already kind of have this idea of who they are. They've already kind of conformed into society and the way that they're supposed to function or the way that the people around them think that they're supposed to behave. It's a lot harder to confront them with the truth about who they are if they're not responsive. And kind of like Janice said, like Janice was there, like she, she wanted it. So it was easier, but like, I'm telling you, I have friends that are still in the same place where they were when I met them. And it's, you know, sometimes it's frustrating for me, but I also have to respect the fact that not everybody's ready to Mm -hmm. do the work. And that's where, again, like my sweet spot is my young people. But Mm -hmm. if I ever was to meet a, a, you know, somebody else, like an adult, I would say like, perfect. Like throw me in the direction of somebody who really wants to help. And I'll definitely do it hands down. But as far as that being like a mainstream thing, I just couldn't invest the energy. I couldn't. Because it's too much. Because then I got to deal with attitudes and all this stuff. It's just difficult. (laughs) And I'm still very much so a Scorpio in my own right. (laughs) Speaking of wanting energy, that baby wants your energy. Yeah, he's looking at me like, Mom, if you don't... (laughs) <laughs> yep. how old he's about to be one on sunday wow yeah yes, that's right i can't remember last year around this time we were like free the baby yes no i was over it oh my god i was doing everything in the book to try to get his little pain in the butt out which one was your most difficult birth um most difficult i mean i would have to say tina that was 27 hours of labor Oh, oh shit! Yeah, Tina was mm-hmm. the toughest one. The first. And what one about though, you, Janice? Um, Jomar definitely, oh, yeah. but uh, Jomar, <laughs> Jomar, you you don't know this. You guys don't know this. T does. Um, so obviously, I got I had him when I was eighteen. I was young, uh, but I became very sick, and ever since that year, I never took the flu shot again. And I'm Ooh. I swear it was the flu shot. So after I took the flu shot. I became, I got this cold and, and, you know, obviously we can't drink the same things you would drink when you're not pregnant. Mm -hmm. So then it started, you know, just building up and the cough got worse and I didn't even have a voice when I gave birth. I feel like Joe Marshield, all of that, because once I gave birth, I got really sick with, they thought it was tuberculosis. It was just a bad pneumonia, but that wasn't the worst part. So Mm -hmm. I had to give birth at 37 weeks, weeks, which is full term because I had high blood pressure, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, but giving birth to Jomar, they used the forceps because I was so weak. I couldn't keep pushing. It was probably, I would probably say it was more, it was probably close to 24 hours already because it's not a natural birth. You know, they, they had to induce, they had to do all that crap. Yeah. Um, so, but Jomar. 
I thought they don't use forceps anymore. But they have to. They had to because Joe. I started getting. Yeah, I, I had. Um, I started getting a fever, and his heartbeat started dropping. So Ooh. they had. Yeah. So it was really. It was a difficult delivery labor, all in general. But also, Joe Mar suffered two strokes at birth. Oh my god! From other genetic stuff that we didn't know that was going on. So most definitely, Joe Mar. My first was difficult. All over everything. Everything was difficult. And uh, Tahira, which one would you say was your most difficult? Um, you were here, so you, I think you know. <laughs> I I don't think I you don't have the time to hear my story, but with MJ is just MJ was definitely the toughest pregnancy. I don't even remember a lot about like I remember my pregnancy because I was so stressed and worried all the time, um, and then when I had, like, I don't remember the first year, like a lot of stuff. Cause it was just, we weren't married. We weren't living together. I, it was not what I imagined. Mm, and, okay. and we, our families, we we're both West Indian, but our families are from two different cultures. Uh, both sides could be a little judgmental of the other side. It was tough. And there's just, like so much that happened. My birth, I wanted to have a natural birth. Um, my water, I thought my water broke at like two o'clock in the morning. And by maybe seven or 8 p.m., I found out my water really hadn't broken. Instead of the woman telling me, okay, I'm going to break your water and like letting me brace myself and get ready. She said, okay, here we go. And she just stuck something and and all the water, like it was just bad. And from there, like he wasn't coming out. My, my contractions really started to build up from there. And by the time I asked for, for it was too, well, they said, you don't have a choice. We we have to do a C-section. Oh, oh no! And I had no choice, uh, and I was so distraught and upset. And I, they were worried about my safety and his safety. And then, as they're taking me back, Mike says, "I'm not going with you." <laughs> oh, and, and my too. mom had to go with me, and I, it just was not what I wanted or expected. It was just really tough. Um, and I kind of cried until I fell asleep and I woke up and then my mom's like, oh, here he is. And then I went back to sleep. Like I was in and out of like awareness because I yeah. was so exhausted and upset. And, you know, the next by the next morning, I was so like the medication they had me on. I was paranoid. I thought someone was coming to take my baby. Every five minutes I'd hear noise. Oh, no. and Mike was in there. Mike was there with me. He stayed overnight and he was like. That was just someone walking down the hall. But I was like, they're coming to take him. Oh, no. <laughs> my nose was itchy. I felt like Tyrone Biggums from the Chappelle show. Like I felt <laughs> like like I was a junkie. I was really having a hard time. Yeah. Um, and I'm pretty in them days too, them medications that they were given were pretty intense too. Now yeah. they're just giving Tylenol for really? Yep. My cousin's girlfriend just had a baby and all she was on was Tylenol. Wow. That's crazy because for Alexis, um, I had this problem when I guess that when you give birth, your uterus keeps con- giving you contraction. Yeah. And yep. I was like, I was, you know, laying in bed and I was like, shit, like, why do I still feel this? And I told her, I was like, listen, I'm exhausted and I can't, I'm in pain. And she was like, 
you think you have contractions? I was like, it feels like, and so they checked and they're like, yeah, it happens sometimes to some women. And I was like, stop it, make it stop. Like, no, this is not fair. He came out, I'm done. So <laughs> it was really bad. I was like, no, I need this shit to stop. I can't. So they gave me that. They, they gave me, um, uh, what's that? Uh, everybody gets high Oxy. off. Of. Yeah. They gave me oxys. Yeah. They gave me, they uh-huh. gave me that, but they gave me Oxys. something else. I forget what they gave me, but whatever it was, had my nose itching and I was constantly like, <laughs> like rubbing my nose. Like it was just so bad. And then Michael invited people from my job. I'm trying to learn how to breastfeed. Like people are coming up there to see the baby. His oh, family no. came and they're talking, they're arguing over who's going to keep him in whose room first. And I, I already was You're very sensitive it. and like, you know, and they asked me, I forget what question somebody asked me what we do in my culture about something. And they said, that's stupid. And like, it's just like, it was just mad problematic. Oh, and no. it just became like, like a traumatic experience. Then, I, like I said, I was trying to breastfeed. He wasn't latching on properly. I was so determined to get it right, but it was painful. And I'm very self-conscious about people seeing my breasts. So mm-hmm. couple that with like random people from my job being in the room as I'm trying to breastfeed and people yeah. who are not like in my close circle of people who would see me not dressed, yeah. you know, that was hard. And then suddenly like he was losing weight and I'm like oh my god God, and it just became like this big thing um and then I started to pump and my milk was green (laughs) and it became I became a spectacle Mm. where doctors were coming in and saying oh my gosh wow I've never seen that before oh wow wow it's really green and they took it for testing it was all normal like they said it's fine give it to like it was just the most bizarre thing and no one could figure out why they were like did you eat a lot of green vegetables the day before and I'm like no I didn't (laughs) like it was just it was like you know this is I'm not gonna say it because that would probably gross you out it was like this minty green color it was just so weird. And that was like, like teaching doctors came in, like the, the students, medical students, they said, can they come in and see your breast milk? And I'm like, oh my God. Yeah, it was that's intense. It I was can like, imagine the stress. It was a lot. It was a lot. Mm. It was, uh, it was a difficult time. And just like Tahira said before, when things just start stacking up and it's like a dam of frustration for her and back then i didn't really know what that was and how to really work with it now i know a little better i can't say that i you know i'm no you're much better much better (laughs) but back then it was just like uh you know what i'm gonna just go home you enjoy throwing a temperature tantrum yeah. Right. Mm. No way. Yeah. We're yeah. we're doing a little better now. Much you know. better. Much better. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like use use the proper terms. Much better. All right. So last uh poem, Spanish poem for the night. It's called Bajo la Luna under the Night. Todos callados. Bajo la Luna. El bosque, el lago, el cerro, el monte, bajo la luna. Todos callados. That's it. That's good. I'm telling you. That's good. 
You sound like one of those audio book readers. <laughs> <laughs> he does. I think, yeah, I think you may have found your calling, Mike. Um, hello. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. whoa. <laughs> hello. What do I keep telling you? You tell me a lot of things he... that I don't necessarily say I listen to. No, I know. Oh, oh my God. He Not also the right he, answer, Mike. he makes up really good stories too, and I'm like, write that shit down. Oh. Like, let's make some money on that. Yeah. <laughs> let's there make you some go. Money. Now, my only fan is me telling stories, wild ass stories, nope. to kids. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Now make some money on it. Well, thank you, ladies. Thank, thank you, thank you, Thank you, Janizi. Janizi, I like That's that. What... <laughs> This is a hyphen podcast production. Are you not entertained? Yeah!